0: It's time to talk
1: football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Hello
2: and welcome to the Red Friday podcast with Phil McDonald and me, Alan Davidson. In this episode, we'll continue our look back at some of 2017's best bits. We'll get the latest from the Dons' winter training camp in Dubai with Red Friday's Dave McDermott and we run through some of your favourite songs from 2017 in karaoke. This is Red Friday's 2017 Recap Part Adam 2. Rooney,
0: great chance, oh! The Dons. the Dons are in the Scottish Cup final. Shirley driving forward, they scoring!
3: <laughs> it's oh, it oh, it's, go it's go it. Adam Rooney!
2: Can we understand Derek McInnes is staying with Aberdeen rather than leaving to become Rangers' new manager? Oh, what a goal! I think that's my favourite goal from Aberdeen.
4: Aberdeen 7, Motherwell 2. <laughs> This is Red
2: Friday's 2017 recap with Phil McDonald and me, Alan Davidson. This is part two of our recap, but
0: first, Let's take a look back at some of the stories from this week. Aberdeen midfielder Greg Tanzi has joined Ross County on loan till the end of the season. The former Inverness midfielder signed for Petondri boss Derek McInnes on a three-year deal last summer, but injuries have restricted his Don's appearances to just 10 starts.
3: In sport, Aberdeen have signed Manchester City midfielder Chirin Wakali on loan till the end of the season. The 21-year-old Nigerian put pen to paper at the Don's winter training camp in Dubai. <laughs>
2: And joining us now to give us the inside from the dawn training camp in Dubai is Red Friday's Dave McDermott. Hello, Dave. Hello, Alan. Yeah. So, how
4: is the trip out in Dubai? How's everyone getting on? How's the weather? The weather is uh, very warm, um, but I think it, where it pains to emphasise that it is—it's not a, a, a break out here. It is a training camp, so the guys are really been putting the work in. Um, but with the facilities here. Uh, they're absolutely second to none the pitches are actually probably better than they were last year which is almost hard to believe given they were first class then Uh, and it really is, you know, if we can have the same benefits that we had last year when we hit the ground running, uh, when we came back then it'll be a great second half of the season for Aberdeen
1: Absolutely and we got the news earlier in the week that we've got a new boy what can you tell us about uh, Chidi?
4: (laughs) He's, he's 21 um, He's a Nigerian uh, who is, plays for Manchester United Manchester City even. better not get that one wrong if you're doing something in Manchester but uh, he plays for City he, he's available on loan until the end of the season he's been on loan in Spain and Norway um, certainly the, the other guys have been raving about him I've seen him in training he's got a, a sublime first touch uh, he's a nice lad his he, English is good English is his first language Uh, But we we do have to go through uh, the work permit situation. So uh, an agreement's been made between Man City and Aberdeen that should the work permit be uh, granted, then Kiru will be an Aberdeen player for the rest of the season. And his main ambition is to make the Nigeria World Cup squad, where he could, of course, come up against Kauri Arneson in the group stages, uh, which would be quite a feat having two Aberdeen players playing against each
1: other and obviously the news that Greg Tansey is away to Ross County for six months what's the gaffers thinking behind that is it simply a case of getting him some game time
4: yeah, I think I think that's it. Uh, game time is is what Greg needs. He was up for the the, the move, um, and he, he's still recovering from uh, surgery, groin surgery. And, and Greg himself says you know, he's not used to being injured, and it's been a, a new experience and not a, a particularly pleasant one for him.
2: Obviously, you had the the golf day yesterday as well. How did, how did that go?
4: <laughs> it was great. Um, I mean, the enthusiasm of the expats out here is uh, beyond belief. They're so. Big um, Aberdeen fans. Uh, fortunately, Stephen Gunn did not get a hole in one for the second year running because he would have been impossible to to work with had that been the case. Uh, and it was a great day. Um Niall McGinn won the longest drive at the whole uh, competition, which was uh, which was good for Niall. And uh, no, with the barbecue after, uh, lots of kids getting their autographs, pictures taken with the players, and it was just a, a really it's a good event. We're, uh, we're I reckon that uh, most of those that were taking part yesterday and at the barbecue last night will be along for the the game on Sunday afternoon against the locomotive Cash Kent uh, at at the centre of excellence just down the road so we'll have a a big Don's following of at least a couple of hundred there on Sunday which is great
1: And uh, well you touched on Niall there, he seems to have have brought his golf game but uh, who needs to uh, put in a few more shifts at the driving range, whose swing needs improving?
4: Um, there's a Nicky Meenard um uh probably needs to work on a few things. <laughs> Stevie May is not the best. Um, TV in fact said when I asked him, was he playing in the golf day, he says, I don't know how to play golf but I can learn. And he probably within the 12 hours that transpired between me asking him that and the, the actual golf day, he could probably have beaten a couple of his uh, potential new teammates quite comfortably.
1: Well if you can bring that attitude to the pitch, then I think we must have uh, we must have signed a hell of a player.
4: Yes and uh, to be honest, it's, uh, you know if you look at uh, Derek's signing Patterns. He must think to uh, do something really special because it's not the it's not his normal type of signing, is it? You know, it's uh, it's a bit left field, but uh, it's uh, hopefully a, a player that's going to light up the the SPFL. He's highly rated at Manchester City, which tells you something. Um, and uh, the last Nigerian player, of course, I was speaking to him about was uh, Sean Lutko, who did uh, not a bad job for uh, for Aberdeen either.
2: Yeah, but we're not friends with him anymore. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> back back midland next week and hopefully everyone rearing can go and going fit for the St Mirren Scottish Cup tie.
4: Yeah, I think that that's what everything is really here is geared towards uh, because You know, we've got a lot of important league games, but the manager, as you know, takes it one at a time. And the first up is St Mirren, who are on top of the Championship for a reason. They're a very good side, they're well organised, and they will not be easy at all uh, to play against. But, uh, you know, we're the the team from the the higher division and uh, fingers crossed that we can get through the next round.
2: Right, well, obviously, yourself, Dave and Andrew will be back next Friday from 6.30 to preview that St Mirren game and some of the other Scottish Cup ties. Enjoy your rest of the time in Dubai, but don't enjoy too much because it is work, obviously, as you keep telling us. And, and it's is is raining in Aberdeen. Well, I have
4: by the way. to because nobody believes me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Dave. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dave. All right,
2: cheers, guys. This is Red Friday's 2017 recap with Phil McDonald and me, Alan Davidson, and we'll pick up our recap in July with new deals for Shay Logan and Joe Lewis. And the arrivals of Kauri Arneson, Gary Mackay Stephen, Ryan Christie, Nicky Maynard, and Greg Stewart. And Phil, a big turnover of squad in July last year. But we've signed some really good
1: players, and the manager did well to recruit, I thought. Yeah, this was probably Derek's biggest challenge as manager so far. I mean, he did have a clear out when he first arrived, but this was certainly. <laughs> Tougher for him because of the expectations that are on the club now and the standards that have been set. And as you say, you look in there, some real quality, some proven SBFL players and I think some signings for the future.
2: Yeah, I mean absolutely I think he, I mean the arrival of Cowdy Arneson I think was a big one for me. I mean signing a
1: player that was tasked with man marking Ronaldo. And Cowdy was a big one. For me, it's bringing Ryan Christie back. I touched on it last week, but I think he does so much for Aberdeen. He's a joy to watch. And I'm not holding I'm not losing hope that we that can we, maybe get him on a permanent we can deal. keep him.
2: Yeah, I think um Dave touched on on, the, on when we were on the phone with him earlier, um Dave touched on Shawnee Aluko. Yes, boo yes, boo. <laughs> Um That... I think the last young player that I saw that had that kind of that confidence just to get on the ball every single game and I think there's been a couple of games where Ryan hasn't been at his best but he doesn't hide he still wants the ball
1: yeah I think you know you watch him the way he breezes past men I was when we were at Den's Park you know the way he was running at the at the back line he was every single time he was just breaking straight through and on another night, he could have had a hat-trick, I think. he Well, he didn't even get a goal, but I, I had him down for a yeah. couple, certainly. And he he's so clever, technically, and he can finish, as we know. So I think, you know, with the impending departure of Kenny McLean, I think getting Ryan in has to be Derek's biggest bit of business. But I think it will be a fight. I think if Brendan Rodgers isn't impressed with what he's seen, I would it, be very, yeah. very surprised.
2: And I think a lot will depend on what happens with the, the squad at Celtic. I mean, they can go and buy... Players well it with anyone else in Scotland, but
1: yeah. if they, if, they, if he sees a future for Ryan at the club, he he will hold on to him. And financially, we can't compete with them. Well, that's it. I mean, they're letting players like GMS go. You know, exactly. GMS, who is one of the the starters in our team, and if he can't even make the bench in some of Celtic's games last season, then it does show the quality they possess. But another, I mean, I said to you a while back, I think it was when it looked like McGinn was on his way I thought maybe Gary mckay Stephen would be a natural replacement you know somebody who has quality and isn't getting a game in the SPFL and I didn't think it would happen and then when it did happen I was incredibly excited because, you know, yeah, we saw it under United, the quality that he has and the talent that he possesses. So I think there's lots more to come from him. Absolutely. Well, also
2: in July last year, there were extended deals for Derek and Tony after the interest from Sunderland, which I think was another big signing. And one of those where you, you've you got to give the chairman credit. I think the fact that Derek is still our manager has a lot to do with Stuart Millen. He gets so much stick from some of our fans, but... No, I, I, think, think, I think
1: credit where credit's due on this one. <laughs> yeah, quite rightly. Um, You know, a manager, chairman do need to take some criticism when the club isn't doing well and for a long period of time we weren't doing well but uh, everyone should be able to turn over a new leaf and change their style of work and I think, you know, the chairman's clearly recognised that he's onto a winner with Derek and he's he's a businessman, he knows how to work people so it's worked out and the relationship that the two have, I've not seen it matched or rivaled by any other club in Scotland, yet alone Britain, I think, yeah, when, when chairmen are so quick to click their fingers and get rid of managers. Fortunately Derek's not been in that position, but you know, it's clear that there's something special between the the, the two sides.
2: Absolutely well that meant Derek was still here to take us into the Europa League against Soroki Brieg and Lauren's highlight from twenty seventeen. <laughs>
3: you doing it's lauren here from jeff and lauren in the morning my highlight from 2017 has to be my first game at pataudry as a proper fan i am talking european football i'm talking the south stand none of your hospitality i had a pataudry pie it was kind of cold but what a magic night the atmosphere was amazing and it's true what they say you just cannot beat a european night at pataudry
0: and Joe Lewis safe hands as usual just tips that out of the air and then launches a lovely ball down the right hand side looking for Ryan Christie Christie still Christie comes inside has a
4: shot and scores
0: magical goal from Ryan Christie Markovic finds himself in space at the edge of the air drives the shot in and that's an excellent goal it's Aberdeen 1 Soroky Brijek 1
1: A wonderful spectacle that night, but my favourite part of that evening was joining Lauren for North Simon's Facebook Live. Good evening and welcome to Petaudry. We are back for the new season, the first Facebook Live of the campaign. Uh, As you can see, no Dave Galloway tonight, so we've got the next best thing. And we're going to start with tonight's teams. And Lauren, I'm looking forward to you reading out the Bosnian opposition. So, take it away.
3: How do you say it again?
1: Siroki Brieg.
3: Right, here we go. Right, we've got Luka Bilabrk, Bernardo Matic, Um, Josip Barisic, who's captain. We've got Dino Koric, Dijan Cabarrero, Luka Minalo, Stefan Lonka, Luka Bigonja, Slovakko (laughs) Bralic.
1: That that thing on the top, that C, that's
3: a snap. That. Slavko Bralic, yeah. Bralic. Bralic. Next, number 29. Ivan Kristanovic up front. Yeah, that was
1: one one of the highlights from kind of off the park in 2017, was (laughs) that? Oh, she did really well, to be fair. You know, Dave Galloway, big shoes to fill, so she did a great job. I was working with Gordon Simpson, who was the Max
2: announcer that night, and he'd spent a long time working on the team sheet.
1: Yeah, a lot of consonants thrown in there all over the place. But no, they they were a decent side actually. I mean, a second round qualifier opposition goes. They were pretty good, and I I wasn't overly confident. I must confess when no. we made the trip to Bosnia.
2: We obviously went in a round later, thanks to Man United, um, because of the the way the seedings work. We should have gone in at QR one, went into QR two, and I'm not necessarily convinced that helped us. I think because the, the, the QR one games in the last couple of years have been pretty simple, um, but they've given the guys. 180 minutes of competitive football. Yeah, Which you can you can play as many preseason friendlies as you like. But com- competitive football, just there's there's that edge to it.
1: Um, yeah. Looking back, where we've we've been to Macedonia, we've been to uh, Latvia, Latvia. Oh, Riga, arguably the worst team. Honestly, I've I've watched Sunday League. That was the, Yeah. Oh, it was. They um, were atrocious.
2: But it was still that was still it gave the guys a full stadium with that with that edge on it. Obviously, you can be caught cold as we saw with uh, Progress Niederkorn <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh Phil. Can we please, talk about, can <laughs> we please talk about progress Can we please talk about progress Can be caught cold by these sides But I think going in against a team like Soroki Was more dangerous because I mean they'd Already come through a round, their, their team were up To playing competitive football and they weren't They really weren't a bad side um, But we did eventually go to Bosnia and finish the job
4: Still Ryan Christie That's a nice ball, Greg Stewart, Greg Stewart. Yes Still Ryan Christie and he saw Gary McKay, Stephen McKay, Stephen on a great chance to make it Yes! Yeah! Oh, that is magnificent Oh, fantastic!
1: Yeah, and it was a couple of great goals actually that won that game from two of the new signings and I remember I was watching the game at home in my bed on my laptop and absolutely buzzing for both Greg and Gary because you knew just how much it meant to them both.
2: I think they came here and played their absolute best and we weren't quite up to it at home but then we, we found another gear away from home and just... Yeah. The, the goals came quite late But it looked pretty comfortable
1: Yeah I think It would have been much better Had they come early But They actually Looking back Came at the exactly The right time And I think the second goal You know GMS What a run from Christy Looking back Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. danced through players And at that moment And I loved as well You know You saw the camera Ryan running straight out of shot Towards Derek McInnes
2: That win in Bosnia Took us up against Apollon Limassol Of Cyprus
0: And Christy Christy with a bit of speed Got Mackay Stephen out to the left. That's where it goes. Mackay Stephen now feeds it back into the area. Christie! Goal! No! forward, gives it to Giacolus. Giacolus faced by Andy Considine. Gets the ball into the middle and it's shot comes in at the far post and it's Xander who turns it into the back of the net. And the all-important away goal comes for Apollon
4: Limassol. They oh, do get it half-clear but picked up by Anthony O'Connor. Stewart, Shinny. Shinny's going to try. Shot! From outside the area, captain's goal, 77 and a half minutes played. Aberdeen 2, Apple and Limassol 1.
1: Yeah, a decent result against decent opposition, really. Yeah, I mean, I think they
2: obviously we then went to Cyprus and went out in Cyprus. Um, But you saw, I mean, they went all the way to the group stages and were competing in the group stages. They got beaten the final group game by Everton out in Cyprus, but they were already bowed out by that point. I think Everton were out with two games to go, and it was and it was kind of after that. Limassol were still in the, still in with a chance of being in the competition after Everton. Yeah, um, and I mean, if you look at the money Everton spent in the summer, <laughs> um, where's that left? A lot of our fans underestimated the quality in that side. Yeah, they really, good. really did.
1: They were making yeah. big signings, and yeah, well, th- obviously, we'll touch on the disappointment in a bit. But you know, that was—I think—that's got to be one of the best home games, or at Petardry, of 2017, purely because of the winner. You know, yeah. I, the way I was sat, I was sat right behind the shot, and you just saw it like an arrow into the corner, and it was amazing because the noise in Petardry was yeah, unbelievable, exactly. and the old place, you know, just still rocks from time to time.
2: Yeah, we t- we t- we touched on that last week. I mean, it is. It was a proper European night, that one. I mean, some some of the games we've had against the likes, of, I mean, Riga and some of the some of the other kind of early round opposition weren't, but that was that was a European night. The place was packed. The place was absolutely rocking. I mean, when that goal went in, it was it was a goal that kind of fitted the occasion. That one, mm-hmm. and um, the
1: captain, and awe the picture that came from, out of it from from, from in the, the picture of arms out, eyes shot. That's like a proper any one of us, you know, any one of us sitting in the stands. That's exactly the celebration we'd go for. If yeah, we were there so was, you, you saw how much it meant to Graham it was
2: just a shame that we couldn't go and get the, the job done in the away leg but like I said they were a decent side we did have to pick ourselves up from the disappointment of going out of Europe because we started the domestic season with a double header against Hamilton in the league and cup I went down to that cup game as well mid the midweek on that horrible horrible
1: horrible plastic pitch yeah. um, and it was the the worst game of football ever. <laughs> I don't know dreadful. why they persevere. You know, I I sympathise with Hamilton, and I know they're not a club blessed with money, and they've invested in that pitch in the hope that it will be durable for the future. But they've got to rip it up.
2: Oh, it's, it's it is. I'm I'm not a fan of plastic
1: pitches in the top flight anywhere in the world. I don't. I don't like them. And it's like playing in the car park. You just don't it, do it. I and think especially getting a, down, getting a win there was, was very big. Especially you know, down. There. We had to progress in the cup because we you know, we did so well in the cups last season. Sadly didn't lift them but getting to the two finals, you can't really do much better than that. And Kenny did well. You know, getting his goal. I think he put in quite a, a good performance as well. You know, in a team yeah. that you know, was not excellent. many star performers. It was
2: a, a player that we touched on loads last week. Um, it was a really good performance by Scott Wright that night as well. Mm-hmm. And it's Scott on that that surface, and it does. There is an argument that it suits some of the younger players um, who have just come out of youth football because a lot of the youth games are played on those kind of surfaces.
1: Yeah. Um, but they need to go. Also, the phrase all-weather pitch, can we drop that? There have been it's games? It's not all-weather. No. You can see games are getting cancelled on it now. It's time to just say, look, artificial. either grass or get a decent artificial. That game kind of wasn't one of the
2: highlights of the year, to be no, honest. Absolutely
1: not. But we but, it, it, it we, a, but we went through.
2: One of the most exciting games of the year had to be the game down at Partick
0: knocks it back to Tansy Tansy gives it to Stewart Stewart back out to Logan Logan slips it infield to May May lays it off and a great chance here for Christie Christie scores this will have it once again Spittle feeds it into the path of Erskine Erskine's got a good dig in his left foot he drives it in and he scores we're in, only the 8th minute it's now Barter Thistle 1, Aberdeen 1 Thistle to take the corner from the right for Thistle delivers a good ball in and a great chance and it's gone in
4: and Thistle have taken the lead Shea Logan takes the throw in finds Ryan Christie, Christie goes down, and a, a penalty. penalty kick is given, Kenny McLean for the Dons McLean runs forward and shoots and scores
0: 2-2 side Shinny just checks away from Blair Spittle, cuts inside, gives it to Scott Wright once again, Wright in the ..about the area where he scored that wonderful goal and scores another magnificent goal for the Dons. Absolutely magnificent from Scott Wright. Unfortunately well, fortunately, came off Logan's head and went over. Here comes the next corner. Over it comes, the header comes down, and it's in the net. And it's Niall Keown who makes it 3-3. To Christie. Christie, nice quick
4: ball. Is... Yes! Adam Rooney! And that makes the scoreline an unbelievably... Partick Thistle 3, Aberdeen
2: 4. This is Red Friday's 2017 recap with Phil McDonald and me, Alan Davidson. Phil, it was one of those where it showed we can score 4, but we
1: also conceded 3. No, there was certainly no case for the defence on that day. We shouldn't be losing three goals at Firhill. Hill. You know, Partick can play decent football, but... Even then, we lo- we lost some sloppy goals. Yeah, and their th- the third was offside. Their third goal was offside and it was
2: never mentioned. The corner came in, we didn't have anybody on the posts. They had a man marking Joe Lewis mm-hmm.
1: and then the header came in. But the man leaning on Joe is off all yeah, day. This winds me up because I never know if you're allowed to, you know, what the rules are in terms of man you know, man marking keepers. And I was, I was a goalkeeper and what we used to do, and I used to have... You were a goalie. Have,
4: How tall
2: were you? Not tall enough Which is why I'm no longer a goalie <laughs> <laughs> But what we used to do in, in, in the amateur game Unless they've changed the rules And not told anyone Was we used to have a man on the post But if somebody was marking me The guys on the posts knew As soon as the corner was hit To step out Yeah And we caught the guy offside Every single time The guy's got to be interfering with play Because he's marking the goalkeeper but anyway, it's done. It's, done we, won we, it. we won the game anyway. But I just I felt like I had to get that off my chest.
1: I think you've been bottling that up for a it's, while. It's a like Don't the- wash your dirty laundry on Red Friday's podcast. It's a bit like therapy, this isn't it? <laughs> I feel like I should be on some sort of chaise long. I know, yeah. We'll get well we've got a wee sofa here, but we'll maybe dig that out if we do another one.
2: Anyway, speaking of Partick, in August we actually we lost my old story to Partick
1: Thistle and uh Jaden Stockley went to Elbow People Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> I, but think, I think the club maybe sent like a warning note down like you know how you send like details in the contract they slip like a handwritten thing just just with the word elbows Num- number for a good dentist <laughs> number for a good dentist yeah I think two two departures that were necessary unfortunately yeah, I, I think, think I liked the idea I think Derek likes the idea of a big striker you know we saw it with big Calvin Zola didn't work out Um, and the same with Jaden. I think Jaden has goals in him but it it just it wasn't working for him and particularly when you look at the replacement of the two I think the moves make sense
2: in August we were still pursuing Louis Moult and then we finally gave up on Louis Moult brought in Stevie
1: May and I think that's a that's a cracking signing Stevie May four year deal 400,000-ish rumoured I think Moult to me has done I mean it's the same with, with Stevie and, and Louis Louis Mote came into form when we were sniffing around and it was kind of bad luck for Motherwell really because obviously he was into the last year of his contract, and there was rumours of us and Rangers making bids etc and he is eventually gone and they've got a good price for him to be fair Yeah
2: I think credit, credit for credit is due to Motherwell they, they held out and held out. He took
1: them all the way to the cup final. They're probably pretty much safe thanks to his goals already. Um, and 450,000 keeps and, the lights on at Motherwell. And keeps they, the staff, you know, people keep their jobs because of that transfer
2: money. Yeah, kept them obviously into the last year of his contract where he could have signed for somebody for nothing in January
1: and actually still managed to get a, a decent fee for the player with only six months left. I know. And in terms of Stevie you know because we should touch on him he is our player now and I said last week the fact that Nile McGinn's returned I think will have a big contribution in Stevie May's season he needs to hit at least 10 goals I think he will hit 10 goals and then anything above that I think is pretty good given he's not played football for that long with injuries and I I really like him I think he's got yeah. pace I think he's got awareness and I think he could be a cult hero with those tattoos real quality player I mean we saw at Ibrox
2: in that semi-final he says through gritted teeth mm-hmm. how good Stevie May is I know yeah. It's an exciting signing, and I think
1: we're all looking forward to seeing Absolutely. what we can produce in the rest of this year.
2: Other new signings around that time um, the arrival of Dominic Ball on loan. Um, also, at that time, a new deal for Mark Reynolds. Yeah, big player. Big, 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 big player for us, and has been for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: Gary Mackay Steven. Um, decided to jump in the Kelvin yes uh, thanks for that for him uh, <laughs> I love it I th- because it was all the stories that um, the stick he was getting off the players when he returned and, oh, he uh, was getting, was the think... goggles were on the training peg uh, thanks to Mr Reynolds the aforementioned Mark Reynolds uh, that was a story I heard and uh, yeah I mean <laughs> that was one that could have really ended badly. It
2: could, it, could have ended, it could have ended badly thankfully all was okay and kind of you do feel that he,
1: he won't live that one down in the hurry thank goodness is alright Right, Yeah, that's
2: he's fine and he's actually, he's come on to a game.
1: He has, August. and we'll touch on that later. And that, that takes us into, I think, your favourite away day of the season, doesn't it? Absolutely. It, it was a weird one because it was such a, not a boring game of football because it was a masterclass by Joe Lewis in the end, but I think it was the occasion and the fact that it might not, never happen again. And seeing so many travelling supporters, Murrayfield is definitely my highlight of the yeah. season.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a, a cracking day because I was down there not working, we we were walking around Edinburgh trying to get in somewhere, mm. and you couldn't get in. It was just the place was packed with Aberdeen fans. It yeah. was just anywhere around Murrayfield was just absolutely rammed. It was a lovely day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, beer gardens full of, Don's fans, and <laughs> it, it was just you jealous. It was it was just it was it was an an incredible
1: day. Just a, a shame about the result, but yeah. it was it was the Joe Lewis show that day. Very quickly, Hamden or Murrayfield. Ooh. Murrayfield I liked Murrayfield but to me I, I know we've got had terrible memories at Hamden but I just there's something special about I think I'll always remember that the Scottish Cup final at Hamden I I, I still go Hamden I think for, for for
2: national games Murrayfield just because it's Hamden you're so far away from it Hamden yeah. they, they we can to, improve Hamden if they can improve Hamden yes Hamden traditional home of Scottish football but stadiums in their current states Murrayfield all do.
1: yeah I think I prefer Murrayfield as a stadium but I think as a as a spectacle to go and watch football I, I think a full Hamden is, is still second favourite full stadium in Scotland for me
2: I've just worked out why you've brought the, the chat onto Hamden because I've seen what's next on our list and I don't want to talk about it either <laughs> <laughs> that was a total accident to be fair no, uh, <laughs> so the next up was uh, that night at Fir Park when this definitely wasn't one of the highlights of the season oh, but well, we, we, we can't not speak about it I'm um, sure yeah, this, this was the end of the League
0: Cup run for this year. Battle to see who's going to be the fourth side into the hat for the semi-final draw. Mark Reynolds does well. Got in there, but Moult tries to get in and, well, his overhead kick has slipped through the hands of Joe Lewis and found the back of the net. And that goal came out of absolutely nothing. Stevie Hamill whips in the free kick, goes towards the far post, a header, and it's found the back of the net. And it's... Peter Hartley.
4: And here comes Louis Molt. Molt tries a shot at an angle, and there it is. It's game over. Louis Molt beats Joe Lewis. Satis near post. Molt's second of the evening. Motherwell's third. Right, you can't say they haven't deserved it.
2: This is Red Friday's 2017 recap with Phil McDonald and me, Alan Davidson, and. Yeah, I mean, we, we were nowhere near that night.
1: No, it was the Louis Moultz show, really. Um, and I remember Derek said after the game, you know, that's why we wanted him. But yeah, we could, it was, couldn't it afford was, them.
2: It was the Louis Moult show. And after the heroics at Murrayfield, it was very much the Joe Lewis bloopers reel. Yeah, um, um felt for big Joe. It was, it was, it was, he it he takes, didn't deserve wasn't a
1: performance it? like that after what he pulled off at Murrayfield. But oh. yeah, I think the less I mean, was a, like that, the better, to be there
2: was, a, there was a case for all three being uh, Joe not at his finest. No. Um, but, but he didn't deserve that game. No, Qu- quickly moving on um, into October, there was kind of more of the new stadium and the the first bid pulled off the table for the new stadium. Obviously, we're back into that now, so we'll touch on that um, in the next couple of weeks after the, the meetings and things. We lost our first league game against Celtic. It's going downhill. <laughs> it's going, it's going downhill here, isn't it? <laughs> no, lost, lost, lost our first league game of the season to Celtic. Um, bad game. Bad game. I, another bad game. Highlights new deals for the two Scots, the young lads, uh, McKenna and Wright, um, That's good. A great good, good to get them there. tied up because they, they are both they're both quality players. Yeah, we um, don't want
1: another Ryan Fraser situation in our where we lose out no. on, on quality players just because either a we've not tied them up or or b other clubs see their talent and then swoop before yeah, we do. Absolutely. And I
2: think uh, just touching on McKenna quickly back to kind of your Hamden thing. I think one player that we will be seeing a lot of at either Hamden or Muddyfield in a Scotland shirt may well be Scott McKenna because possible future captain. Possibly, I think he he has a lot of good players that have got slightly more experience around him, in Tierney and Robertson, and yeah, um, and and those are the guys he will be playing with. But oh yeah, in terms of and Scotland, in the last couple of campaigns, yeah. Scotland have been dying for a decent centre back, and actually McKenna and uh, Souther at Hearts, who the who the, the centre back pairing to the, you know, the the twenty ones,
1: they've got to be the natural
2: replacements. The natural replacements. Got,
1: Who was it? Him?
2: I think in this next campaign, there needs to be a serious look at the. The young lads, especially in that position, and I, I think, think they—I
1: think they're the answer for the future.
2: The, well, while we're on Scotland, obviously we had that game against the Netherlands at Padraig, where McLean and Christie played, um, and Graham Shinnie was in the squad and
1: probably should have played. But um, why didn't he play? I've no, it was, I it was—I can't think of any conceivable reason why he didn't play because we were allowed all the subs in the world that game. And we didn't—we made three. Yeah, we made three and changes. Malky, i mean Malky Mackay, I mean it's probably no co- coincidence that the minute Gordon Strachan goes, the Aberdeen players get a look in.
2: Yeah, um, but Malky, I think, the only reason I can think that he didn't
1: shuffle that squad more that night was that Malky thought it was a job interview. Yeah, um, because, I mean, n- even 90th minute, the full stadium rises to its feet. On walks yeah. Graham of Shinny, and the place <laughs> erupts. You but know, I think- It's a friendly,
2: just give him a game. Yeah, but I think in a, that night as well, it's a sign of how far Dutch football's fallen.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I would love to say that it was because Scotland played really well. No, well I, I liked the team that were on the park. I thought it was full of youngsters' potential. You know, the likes of John McGinn, who I know he doesn't play for Aberdeen, but somebody I I, I do rate. Right. Yeah. But it really is a sign of the way that Dutch football yeah, well, is going. I, spoke to, I was sat next to two Dutch journalists, and they were just... there's It's all political, apparently. Like, we think the SFA is bad. Apparently, the Dutch FA is even worse.
2: No, well, I spoke to the, the video analyst from the Dutch FA that night, and he was telling me, that was their strongest 11. That was the strongest 11 they had available. And they... They weren't great. No, <laughs> really, I, I really, they, I can't understand. They weren't. They weren't a patch on happened. Dutch teams in the past. No. So also in the middle of all that, um, Pedro Cashinha's reign at Rangers came to an end, which started Rangers' interest in or the, the rumored interest in Derek McInnes from Rangers. Um, Rangers. I mean, they they started then, and then we had the had the international break. Then the. The speculation clearly affected Aberdeen. There's no, there's no way of getting away from it because we went on a run. We drew a Hamilton. We got beat by Motherwell, and then we go into the two games against Rangers and lose them both. And
1: then that was particularly frustrating because yeah. you just you had the feeling that th- no, those were the two missed opportunities because yeah, we would be out of sight. Yeah. You know, say we went, we take even four points from that game. You know, right. given the three we've got ahead, that's seven points. You know, they would be a, a really, really in a state of. Shock and, I mean, really, kind of would need to look at themselves again because this season again was, you know, it was tipped to be fifty-five for them, and the fact that they're now still off the pace has raised even more questions. And unfortunately, didn't bode well for Aberdeen because, as you say, we were facing a battle to keep hold of them.
2: So obviously, lose the two games to Rangers. Rangers then, after six
1: weeks, decide to make an approach for Dent McInnes. It was a weird know. approach as well es- Essentially Sticking their head Around the door And going um, Do you mind if Do you mind if we just sort of Have a word Just yeah. quickly And um, obviously And that, that door was quickly Slammed in their face Yeah uh, told. Um, No No of course you cannot but Speak then, to our manager But
2: then But then obviously There was real debate um, And then he missed training That was That was the one for me
1: I was He's gone yeah, I think I mean I went out into Petarder, you know, as my job in the news. I, I went down and I'm speaking with fans, and then I obviously can't really share my opinion at the time to the fans because yeah. I'm meant to be neutral. I walk in and you know every single fan, you go, oh yeah, we need another manager. Yeah, <laughs> and then it the was, shortlist I mean, I gets think drawn we, up.
2: We we were sitting in the office at that time drawing up shortlists. Yeah, <laughs> who, absolutely. Who, I mean we had like, names, we there was we'll names get. getting batted about, um, and he was it, in my head. He was away because in the the afternoon it was announced that he was a, he was staying we were We were chatting about who's replacing him, I think
1: about five minutes before the news broke. and then, we were still chatting about and then there was humanity. a there
2: was a shout across the office of he's staying
1: <laughs> very good <laughs> yeah no
2: he's he's staying um, and again, that's like we touched on earlier in the show credit to the German just yeah. that's a a master
1: stroke for the chairman. Yep. to, to it, keep hold of them again um it was a mad fifteen minutes, and you know after four weeks, it was almost like the new day was dawning. You know, four weeks of I think plus actually of of nonstop rumours and and every single ex Rangers player that the tabloids could find, he's played a blinder again. Absolutely. He did it with Sunderland. He, you know, he he says, you know, Derek is a smart man. He'll make up his own mind. We, after all, he's done for the club on and off the park. We owe it to him to respect his decision. And fortunately, he made the right decision.
2: Absolutely. Well, if we needed any further proof that the speculation unsettled literally the week after Derek had missed training the Monday Tuesday of the week we went to Dundee on the Friday and actually we got back to winning ways with wins at Dundee
0: St Johnston, and against Hibbs Stewart delivers the ball it's headed clear but Kenny McLean will pick it up in the edge of the area nicks it into the middle shot comes in goal Scott McKenna Dundee nil, Aberdeen 1 Knee back to Stewart Stewart plays it across Rooney goal a swinger it comes and then it, comes, it hits a body and it's in at the far post by Carrie Ardison. Here comes Christie with the free kick. It takes a deflection, finds the back of the net. St Johnston nil, Aberdeen three. Driven ball across to the far side and here's Sherry coming in.
4: Goal! <laughs> line into Mackay Stephen. Mackay Stephen gets away from the two challenges and it's in. there! Yes! Gary Mackay Stephen. Rose says, Fine, I'll get it. But he's nipped in to Gary Mackay Stephen. Gary Mackay Stephen coming forward is one in one with Marcian. Yes! Well, we said there was a Leffie Ambrose moment to come. There it was.
0: Mackay Stephen brings it under control, nudges it past Whitaker, gives it to May. Back inside it goes. Still, Gary Mackay Stephen, chance for the hat trick. Goal! <laughs> strike from Gary Mackay-Steven with the right foot.
2: This is Red Friday's 2017 Recap Part 2 with Phil McDonald and me, Alan Davidson. And Phil, those three performances, they just got better every
1: time, didn't they? Yeah. First of all, poor Effie Ambrose. Poor Effie Ambrose. What a shame. <laughs> every time. But yeah, you're right. It was, um, you know, you saw it was almost like a dark cloud had been lifted off Pataudry. And we really... Particularly Hibs, we blew them out of the water. Yeah, I mean a team was, that we're expected to be challenging with at the top for second place.
2: Yeah, well they'd they'd taken points off both sides of the old firm mm-hmm. um, in the in the two games before. And we just the players were playing with a confidence that hadn't been there. They just they looked kind of reinvigorated after the, the news that Derek was going nowhere. Yeah. And in particular it was wonderful to
1: see GMS rack up a hat trick, you know, as someone who's really struggled for confidence in the last couple of years, that will go a long way.
2: Yeah, I think we could we could really see him kick on a game now.
1: I hope so, I do. And
2: that brings us just about to the end of uh, 2017, but there was one more bit of good news to come. Oh,
1: yes. The return of Niall McGinn. <laughs> wow. I didn't see that coming, to be honest. I I was I felt bad for the guy when it didn't work out for him in South Korea, but you had the feeling, because of the relationship he has with the club and the city, that it might just happen. I was given the impression, speaking to a few people, that once Derek had commented on it
2: publicly... Obviously, there was speculation that it was between us and the two Edinburgh clubs to where he was going because so he he's connections at all three. But once Derek had spoken about it publicly that he'd quite like to have Niall McGinn back, that was the moment I thought, "Oh well, we're getting Niall McGinn back." Yeah, Derek doesn't really show his
1: cards very often.
2: No, and I think the fact the fact that he he came out and said it, I think it was
1: pretty much done. And to have Niall back, I think there'll be no one more grateful than Adam Rooney. Yeah, I mean, we touched on it last week. Yeah, sometimes this season you get the feeling that we have missed the width. You know, there is clearly creativity in the team, but it's not been flowing as freely as we want it to. No. And now, again, we know capable of, and I think also Shea Logan, as I said, will benefit oh, yeah. as well, because it means that he has more ability to get forward. He knows when the pass is coming. I think, overall, I think it's a great bit of business.
2: Absolutely. Well, that's the, the two additions kind of in this window have been Niall and Chidi. Obviously, Greg Tanzi going out on loan. Mm-hmm. Can you see us doing any other business? Do we still need any other business to be done before the end of this window? I don't know. I think um, we
1: should be looking at who we should be offloading, I think, whether it's on loan or it's thanks but goodbye. Uh, sadly, and I, I don't like to say this because I, I never try and tell players, you know, you're not wanted, but I think uh, it's clear that Nicky Maynard it's not working out when we've got two players in Stephen May and Adam Rooney. And Nicky Maynard was worth... £2 million at one point West Ham paid money for him
2: Nicky's been unfortunate He's actually He's behind Adam and Stevie May Mm. Um, And I just wonder now Obviously Niles played as a striker For us before as well Yeah So does that push Nicky Even further down the pecking order Quite possibly And I think
1: I think it's, it's probably a move That Nicky would want as well I think at, at his age You know 30 He wants to be playing football But in terms of who We could be bringing in I would have said That a holding midfielder Would have been the issue To start with We need somebody Who's got a bit of bite In the midfield You know someone who Particularly when we come Against like Scott Brown You want somebody Who's going to You know they'd... stay on him Like
2: As Dave said Chidi looks like that player Yeah um, Yeah I don't think there's, there's I can't see us Adding a first 11 player um, no. we've uh, we've said this before and we've had the arrivals of kind of even when Adam arrived it was we weren't screaming for a striker at that point I was banging the goals when Adam arrived yeah um, and there's there's not I don't think I mean D- Derek has pulled a rabbit out of the hat before but there's there's nowhere in the
1: team that I would say we really need to strengthen oh, if um, I was being brutal I would go we need a, an out and out left back somebody who really gets up the line and has a bit more pace than Consey. but I, I feel bad for saying that because you know clearly he doesn't deserve to be dropped because he keeps ringing a performance, but we need. To, we're a full, getting to a stage back now where we're left back. getting to that stage. Yeah, a fullback where we need we need players playing in positions, and we we can't be doing this makeshift stuff all the time because we do get found out in big games.
2: No, I think I think you're probably. I think the, the the one thing maybe somebody on that, some a left footer on that left hand side slightly more attacking minded than we have at the moment.
1: Yeah, because um, I mean that was the big thing about Graham Shinney Finally, we signed a left back. Am I going to play him in the middle of the park? <laughs> But when he's actually come on to being, that's his one, best position. Yeah. One, one, one of the, one of the best players in the country, I consistently
2: it for it. goals for the rest of the season. Scottish Cup final.
1: Scottish, Scottish Cup final. final. I think we've got to try and get. I think it's tough because in the long run, if if Rangers can get their support, you know can get themselves together, then they can. I think they've got the money to pip us to second place it's what well, their minimum for this season that I th- they would take that rather than I don't know if they'd take that rather than the Scottish Cup final I think if they finish third again to us that's a big embarrassment for that club so yeah, I think we need the, to be we need focusing on silverware I mean I would take third place in the Scottish Cup in a heartbeat and I think
2: third place and win the Scottish. I doubt Cup
1: third place in the Scottish. Second, Cup. I sec- place the Scottish second Cup. and the final. I take relegation in the Scottish. No, that's a lie. we t- <laughs> have got to go pretty badly, badly for that one in from- the Scottish Cup. I just think we've got to get some silverware because the feeling. I mean, you saw it with the League Cup. You know the way it. Yeah, I think the, 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 Sc- the Scottish Cup's a massive one. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think I think Scottish Cup final is probably
2: a must. And go and get second in the league, back into Europe. Yeah, another decent run in Europe. And I can. I, f- I feel like next year. Obviously, we'd have big overhaul of players this summer. Next year is the year where we really need to have a run at group stages in Europe. I yeah. think I think we need to go at least a step further in Europe next year.
1: I think we need to get to the fourth qualifying round because if we hit the third again, or but, you know, I, I hate to count the chickens, but if we go out earlier, or if we, yeah, if so we, now, if, it's 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 not really, you know, we've got to be improving. Yeah, we need, we need to be moving forward. Stage. Um, I think we,
2: a, a bit of grace this year that we actually we came up against a really good side in the, that round, and we had a brand new squad. It mm. was. The, Derek has been one in his time at Aberdeen who's made one or two changes
1: and actually in la- the last window lots and lots of changes it, yeah. key players as well key players and he's done I mean it, it shows his quality as a manager the fact that he can he can work squads like that and still maintain the same standards and I mean like you say it, next season will be another big one because players will leave you know we know that Kenny McLean's going so I'm not too worried actually Because I think Overall You know We are we should be confident now That we're going to get Quality signings in
2: Well We introduced this last week Yeah And uh, just And kind of As an and finally Before we finish <laughs> up It is time to play Karaoke And who better to introduce it Than the man mm. himself Now On Red Friday It's karaoke time <laughs>
1: OK, here we go, at number five, good times have never been so good at Dens Park as hat-trick hero Sweet Considine is number five in our rundown. At four, it was September, and class defender Anthony O'Connor was strolling through the charts. He never gives the ball away, he's number four in our top five. At three, after a mad night in the west of Glasgow, Gary Mackay-Steven can hold his run, but he couldn't hold his ale. Still, we want to go on the sesh with GMS. He's number three. At two, he's born and bred in the Granite City. He's the captain of the greatest team the world has ever seen. He's one of our own. The Graham Shinney song against Apollon Limassol, which nearly took the roof off the tawdry, is number two. And at number one, it was Christmas early for the Red Army as Derek McInnes turned down his boyhood heroes and ended up staying with the Dons. He is number one and I wish it could be Christmas every day when the jurors come calling and McInnes decide Sides
2: well, that's just about a lot from us on the Red Friday podcast for your Best of 2017 Part 2. The regular team of Dave, Dave and Andrew will be back next Friday from 6.30 with all the latest on any ins and outs in Portaudry and look ahead to the game against St Mirren in the Scottish Cup.
3: It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.